<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to Balance Black Girl a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. My name is Les, I am your host, and I am So happy to be sharing this space with you today. Because it's the last episode of the year, you've just got me in a solo, and we have some incredible interviews coming for you in 2021. I've already started recording in 2021 and had some amazing conversations that I can't wait to share with you. But today, with it being our last episode of 2020, I thought that it would be fitting for us to get together and to do a bit of year-end reflection. So if you're not driving, if you're at home, if you're in a place where you can be still, maybe have a pen, a piece of paper, your favorite journal, or a note-taking app open so that we can reflect on the year together and so that we can call in what we want to call in for 2021 together. I have to say I'm very excited to do this today because the day that I'm recording this was a little stressful. I've had kind of a dramatic day today. My Instagram account, my main Instagram account got deactivated today for no real reason. Instagram just took it down. I had to spend most of the day figuring out how to get it back, which was a little bit stressful but taught me a very, very valuable lesson. In the grand scheme of things, having an Instagram account be active or visible is not that big of a deal. In fact, from an emotional standpoint, it's something that isn't really that important to me. But from a business standpoint, it is super important to me. Not only is the sponsorships and paid work that I do on my Instagram account what really drive this business and what make this podcast possible. That's how I keep in touch with a lot of you. That's how I can gain questions from you and share information with you and receive feedback from you. And I realized that when I didn't have that channel, it's a lot harder for us to keep in touch. However, We can't rely on those social media platforms alone because they are out here playing reindeer games with all of us. There's been a lot of censorship for black creators, black women specifically. 
So if you are listening and you're a creator, I highly recommend being super careful, just really making sure that you have other ways to reach your people. And I want to make sure that you and I have other ways to keep in touch with one another. Earlier this month, we debuted our membership community guided, which is a virtual wellness space specifically for listeners of Balanced Black Girl podcast for that very reason, so that we could have a safe space to connect with one another where other people can't interrupt, where a platform can't interrupt or take it down or mess with the message or hide it. It is purely a space where we can connect, where I can share exclusive content with you. And you can really bridge the gap between what you hear on the podcast and what you're able to practice in your daily life. Members of Guided have access to monthly Q&A calls and workshops with guests from the podcast, which is huge, right? How many times have you been listening to the podcast and maybe you had a question for the guest? You're like, Les, you're you're not asking what what I would ask her if I were there talking to her. Well, Join our community and that's your chance. Every month we will have women who have been featured on the podcast coming into the community to teach, answer questions, and engage so you can get your question answered. We also have incredible self-care resources such as live classes. We have guided meditations. We have guided journaling prompts. We have clubs where people can connect with one another. We have a club specifically for our wellness professionals who are part of the community. We have a club specifically for moms because staying balanced and taking care of yourself when you're a caregiver is a whole different game. We have so much incredible content coming in that community. So if you have not joined us yet, make sure you head to community.balanceblackgirl.com so that we can stay in touch just in case these platforms try to get fresh again. But more importantly, it is a place for you to focus on you, to focus on your health, to focus on your well-being, and to be surrounded by an incredible community cheering you on. So as we get ready for this year-end reflection, I want you to think about where you were this time last year. And I know for many of us, it's like, well, if only we knew then what was coming. I know I would have had a lot more fun from December through February if I knew what 2020 was going to have in store. But I want you to think about where you were this time last year, and I want you to think about where you are right now. And even though it may not feel great, right? We have had a trying, difficult, traumatizing year. I promise you, you have grown. You have grown immensely in ways that you may not even understand yet. And we're going to uncover that today. But in order to uncover how much we've grown, we need to understand where we have been. So when you're thinking about who you are in this moment while you're listening to this and who you were 365 days ago, your outlook, your priorities, your sense of resilience, your belief in yourself, I want you to come from that perspective. Where are those things today versus where were they a year ago? I opened up my Instagram for questions recently, you know, back when I had my Instagram and it was working. 
And I got some really great questions from a lot of you that I want to answer here, but I also want to share as part of our reflection. So I'm going to share a question, give you an opportunity to reflect, or maybe you can pause the podcast while you do your reflection. And then I will share my personal reflections for how I feel related to these questions. So the very first question is, what was my biggest lesson of 2020? Or what was your biggest lesson of 2020? If you want to journal this right now, if you're following along in your reflection in real time, you can go ahead and pause for your reflection, write down anything that you're feeling in this moment. I can share with you what my biggest lesson of 2020 was. For me, it's definitely prioritizing people over titles, over accolades, over achievement, remembering that it is people, that it's your people, that it's your community, your family, be it what you were born into or chosen that are super, super important. Last year at the very end of December, my granny passed away and it was devastating. I was devastated. My entire family, we were all devastated and still are. And when that happened, that was that first indication of, wow, our people and our relationships are what is really, really, really important. And it made me think differently about the people I spent time around and how I wanted to feel when I was around them. And Honestly, just not really wanting to devote time or energy to things that were just so-so, right? I had that realization a lot in dating. Like I, at that time, was kind of hanging out with someone and just, I wasn't that into him. And when my granny passed away, I was like, I don't have time for people that I feel on the fence about. She was the most important person to me. And in missing her and in honoring her, I want to really devote my time to people that I love the way that she loved me. People who I would want to devote my support to the way that she supported me. And if that's not what it was, then honey, what are we doing? And in 2020, That lesson became even more potent for me as we went through the pandemic and experiencing isolation, experiencing skin hunger, that prioritization of genuine connection over fluff, over surface level, over clout, over titles and accolades. It just really helped set things into motion in terms of really prioritizing genuine relationships and genuine community. And I think between that loss and the events of 2020, in that way, I definitely am forever changed because before that, I was definitely half in, half out with things, with people very much more so into what my achievements were than 
being present with people around me. And I've learned that's that's not how I want to live anymore. And that's not who I want to be anymore. And if that resonated with you, continue maybe adding a little bit more to your reflection. Our next area of reflection, you can write this down in your journal, was my greatest blessing of 2020 was. Write down what your greatest blessing of 2020 was. Again, if you want to do this real time, you can pause this to take all the time you need to write and come back. For me, I would say my greatest blessing of 2020. I feel like this was the year that I really grew up in a lot of ways. Not to say that I was particularly immature before 2020, because I don't think that was the case. I mean, y'all, I'm in my 30s, I've been in doing this adult thing for a minute. I don't like it, don't recommend, but you know, whatever. But I feel like this year I really got a clearer vision for what kind of woman I wanted to be and what being myself, what being less as a grown woman in her power, what does that feel like and how can I take the steps towards being even more of that? I just gained so much clarity around the kind of woman that I truly want to be as I continue to navigate my life and that clarity was such a blessing such a blessing. And that clarity is what's really going to illuminate the next year for me as I continue to walk in that and continue moving and setting things in motion to be that. And some of the biggest changes that I've seen in myself, even with that in mind, are just around mindset and how I approach things and being willing to be optimistic, which I was not always naturally optimistic. And it's very interesting to feel like 2020 is a year to start being optimistic because we've had a lot going on. And I've definitely had my own share of struggles with this pandemic and feeling like it's going on forever and feeling scared and feeling hopeless. But I started feeling really optimistic about who I could be in the world, how I could show up in this world and how I wanted to show up in this world. And for the first time, I really started to believe in myself in ways that I just never had before. And that clarity and that sense of self was for sure my greatest blessing of 2020. The next area of reflection, you can write this down in your journal, is this is how I've grown. So identifying ways in which you've grown this year. Personally, some of the ways that I have grown actually been changing my approach to self-work. This may surprise you because this is a self-work, self-care platform. But I've actually learned to dial it back a little bit in the self-work department. That's not to say that everybody needs to, but it's understanding the difference between knowing when to do the work and knowing when to apply the work. And I had been in this groove for so many years of just doing and doing and self-work and healing and healing, it was actually starting to have the opposite effect. I was actually starting to have some diminishing returns because 
the more I uncovered, the more I felt like I needed to fix. And that's not what healing is supposed to feel like. Healing should be freeing and it should be liberating. And there are times where it is hard, where it hurts and where it's ugly. But the more you heal, it shouldn't feel like more of a burden. And that was where it was starting to get. And I recognized my own growth when I started understanding when to back away and when to give myself a break and when to learn how to just apply some things and to not constantly look for what's wrong or what to improve or what to do better because it's not necessary. It's not necessary all the time. But I would love to hear what your reflection is for how you've grown. The next area of reflection that I want you to write down in your journal is what are you proud of yourself for? For me, I would say I am, this is going to sound ridiculous, not ridiculous, but overly simple, proud of myself for still being here and for still standing. And if that's how you feel too, that is more than okay. Because that's a blessing in where we're at. It's not easy, not easy to still be here and not easy to still be standing. And I think that that's something worth being proud of. That if you're able to listen to this, be proud of yourself purely for sustaining to this point. Because it has been tough out here, y'all. But again, Make sure you reflect on what you personally are proud of yourself for. And the last reflection question before we get into the Q&A from Instagram is, I'm calling in dot, dot, dot. What are you calling in in 2021? I am calling in the version of myself that lives authentically. I mentioned earlier how my greatest blessing of 2020 was understanding the woman that I wanted to be and the woman that I wanted to grow into. And I'm calling in being her in this next year. I am also calling in support. I'm calling in love. I'm calling in connection because y'all not having that in 2020 was rough. And I'm really, really calling in all of those things for 2021, understanding the importance of giving and receiving and having harmony and flow. I'm definitely calling in receiving more and being more in that flow. I want you to be robust as you reflect on what it is you want to call in. And again, you can pause this if you want a little more time to journal your feels. Friend, there are two types of people in the world. Those of us who brush and floss every day and those who just might start thanks to Quip's new refillable floss pick. I've been using my Quip electric toothbrush for over two years now, and I love it. And their floss makes the perfect match for the electric toothbrush so many of us already love. 
Twip has simple guiding features you need, like timed sonic vibrations with guiding pulses to help you brush better. You can also personalize your routine with over nine premium brush colors. I personally am a gold girl myself. You can also subscribe to receive anti-cavity toothpaste for every taste in mint and watermelon. And on top of brushing, they make flossing super easy with their incredible floss pick. So it has a durable handle that's easy to glide, restrings with the click so there's far less waste, and it comes with a compact mirrored dispensing case for on the go. For those times when you know you have something in your teeth but you just can't quite get to it, they've got you covered. Plus, a single refill pod replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for you, better for your teeth, and better for the environment. And if you're not a pick person, I get it. Quip also has refillable floss string that expands to clean if you're more of an old-school flosser. What I love most about Quip is they deliver the brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months with plans starting for just five Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the store because we all know when we go to the drugstore just to pick up a new toothbrush or just to pick up toothpaste, we always end up getting way more than that. Bring delight to your everyday brushing and join over 5 million mouths brushing with Quip starting at only $25. This holiday season, you can check out Quip's exclusive deals. And if you go to getquip.com slash balanced girl right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash balanced girl spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash balanced girl. Quip offers better oral health made simple. Now let's get back to the episode. So as we wrap up that reflection, I did get a couple more questions on Instagram in the Q&A that didn't quite fit the reflection exercise, but that I wanted to still chat with you about here because I thought that they would be good discussion topics and may be helpful for you. So one of the questions that I got from the Instagram Q&A was, what were your top wellness tools and tips that got you through this year and through the pandemic? So I'm going to start with something that may sound less wellnessy and then maybe something that will sound a little more wellnessy and you'll know, you'll know what I mean when I'm get into it. But for the first one, I would say really managing my expectations of myself. I kind of level set expectations early in the pandemic and early in the situation because I, when this all started, had a feeling, I didn't think it was going to go on for quite this long, but I had a feeling that it wasn't going to be some stay in the house for two weeks and we'll be done. Like even from the beginning, I was like, I think I would love if that was it, but I don't know if that's going to be it. So from that point on, I really started adjusting my expectations of myself, adjusting expectations of how I moved, adjusting expectations of exercise, adjusting expectations of what I wanted to achieve and what I thought I should achieve. And I pretty much decided 
from that point on, we were going to be in sustaining mode. We are going to take it one day at a time. We're going to do what we can and we are not going to worry about what we can't. And that has been pretty much my attitude since March. And I think that is a big part of what has helped me cope with this year. Now, of the things that are more kind of traditional wellnessy, this is one that's actually a little bit more recent, but I think has really helped me move through a funk that I was feeling recently of, wow, we are definitely still in this. Like, I didn't think it was going to be a two week thing, but I also didn't think it was going to be a what it's turned into. And I had been feeling really hopeless about it. And I just started looking for more ways to add enjoyment into my day, right? Like I'm sick of being home. I'm sick of what's happening. I am heartbroken for the people who are losing their lives and losing loved ones. Like what can I add to my day that just feels a little bit better because any information we take in, it's just, it's not feeling good right now. And so I just started adding little things through my day that just feel good. And one of those things is my night routine. So I'm a big morning routine person. We hear a lot about morning routines and the morning routines of successful people and all that. But night routines are actually where it's at. And I, for the past month or so, have been really intentional about my night routine and I've absolutely loved it. I look forward to it. I've been sleeping better and I actually found that it's easier to follow the night routine. Morning routines are hard because it's like you got to get out of bed to do them, right? Like that's, I do it and I like it, but it's still cold winter mornings. It is hard when you're doing things that you enjoy and you're making an event out of getting into the bed, I've actually found that that is a lot more enjoyable. So I started turning my evenings into a whole experience that start about an hour before I intend to go to bed. So I change my lighting and I have a few salt lamps around my apartment. And once I reach a certain point in the night, salt lamps are my only light and I light candles and I take a long relaxing shower and I play my favorite music and I apply my body care products slowly and with intention and I make nighttime tea and I recently started sleeping in pajamas like real pajama sets I told y'all I'm getting grown this year I stopped with my old sweats from college and the old t-shirts and I got a few sets of like pajamas, not even anything fancy. All these are just target pajamas, but they're soft and they're coordinated and they make me feel like I have my life together and I love wearing them and I get excited to put them on and I just do this routine at night and it has really, really helped me just feel more centered. It's helped me relieve stress before going to bed because this year like sleeping has been really hard. It's just been such a game changer. And I would say along those same lines, also really focusing on my sleep hygiene and what that looks like and what that feels like, what it feels like to be rested is really important to me because I spent most of my 20s not sleeping a lot. I had a lot of jobs and I was side hustling and I very much had the I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality, but if you don't sleep, that's going to be a lot sooner than necessary. And so now that I'm in my thirties, my body 
just won't do that anymore. When I was in my 20s, I could run off of four to six hours of sleep and still be firing at all cylinders. And now like I just can't, I can't do that. So much love to the moms out there, especially the moms of babies and young kids, because I know that that's not always a possibility and that there are obstacles there that are very real. I feel you. I hope to one day have that problem. And when I do, I will cross that bridge when I get there. However, if that's not you and you don't necessarily have like a little person (laughs) or caregiving or a reason like that, that's interrupting your sleep. If it's like Netflix is interrupting your sleep or social media or something like that is interrupting your sleep, I really, really encourage you to start looking at ways that you can have a better nighttime routine and improve your sleep hygiene while you can, because it's so, so important. Another question I got was just how did you get through the year? Because this year has been a doozy, and I would say I got through the year one day at a time. I don't think that I particularly dealt with this year in some super great way that's any better than the way anyone else dealt with it. I had some days that were good, I had days that were not good, but it was just one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, trying to be as safe as I could, knowing that it is also a privilege to be able to do so. Just taking it one day at a time, and I also don't think that we should put pressure on ourselves to handle this well, right? Like, what does that even mean? We're experiencing something collectively that is far and above what any of us have ever experienced or ever thought we would experience. Like, what does it mean to handle it well? Is it bad to be emotional? Is it bad to have a hard time? It's understandable to have a hard time, right? Like, I don't think anybody has the the magic answer for how to get through some of this quote unquote well, but I think that you can take care of yourself the best you can with what you have and that we can continue holding space for one another as we navigate it together. But getting through the year has been tricky for everybody. And if you felt like you really struggled to get through it, I just really want to extend you so much love and so much grace because... It was rough out here. It was really rough out here. And you're still listening to this. That's amazing. You've made it so far. And I hope that you're so proud of yourself for that. So the next question from the Q&A was how you're planning on going into the new year and what you need to do so. So I think this year we've all learned a valuable lesson about planning. Is anyone planning? I'm not planning. There are some very specific things that I have to plan, kind of like, you know, life things. It's like, yeah, I'm going to need to plan to get a new apartment at some point or plan to do my taxes. Those are things we can plan for because it has to happen. Everything else, I'm learning plans. We're not really in the space for making plans, and I'm okay with that. I talked about my greatest blessing and what I'm calling in for the new year being really understanding that next level of myself and that next version of myself and the energy that I want to carry as I'm navigating this next chapter of life. And honestly, that's my only real plan for the new year because I can't control what's happening. I can't control this pandemic. I can't control 
when things get better. I, I can't control any of that, but I can be very mindful of my energy and I can be very mindful of how my energy feels to me. I can be mindful of how my energy radiates to other people. I can be mindful of what my energy is when I walk into a room and I am super focused on making sure that my energy is as good as it can be for me and for anybody who I interact with. And that is truly my only plan for 2021. But I am open to receiving any and all blessings that may be happening to come my way. But yeah, I don't I don't do plans. Not this year. Normally I can be a little more into plans, but this year I've I've learned better. And the last question that I wanted to answer that I got from Instagram were what were some of my favorite gems from the podcast? And I loved and really appreciated this question because we had just some wonderful, wonderful conversations on the podcast this year. And I am so grateful for all of our guests who were just incredible. I feel so lucky that I get to interview just the dopest women. I'm excited to interview more and continue featuring more and expanding and touching on new topics and really challenging some of the the status quo and continuing to do that. But this year, I really felt a lot of growth in our topics and in the range of topics in how the show has evolved. The first year of the podcast, it was definitely still kind of figuring out what it was, figuring out what the operating rhythm was, figuring out the flow. And in our second year, I feel like we got into a good space. And that's not to say that the show won't change because I'm sure it will change. It still is very new. I'm still learning a lot and it will still continue to evolve. But the growth of the show in terms of the types of content that we have, the conversations we have, the topics and the things we've been able to explore are something that I am incredibly proud of this year. And honestly, I loved every episode. You know, I would say some of the topics that resonated with me the most or that really had a big impact on me were our episode on human design that we did earlier this year. Human design was something that I had heard of and wanted to learn more about. And after working with Jazz in, the, in that episode and then also in the human design reading that she did for me separate from that so that I could have a little bit more familiarity with human design walking into that interview, it truly opened up a whole new world for me. And I'm kind of woo-woo. I love astrology. I love things like that. But human design, once I understood it, really clicked for me in a way that a lot of other things just didn't. And I started understanding how I communicate and how I like to have my space and how I worked and how I flowed and just the way my energy worked. I started to understand that so much better. And I really started to feel like a lot of things fell into place. So if you have not figured out your human design, I highly recommend that you do. That episode is a really great place to start. I would recommend Googling like human design 
and plugging in your birthday information so that you can find out your energy type before heading into that episode because we go through the different energy types, what they are, what human design is, but I think it is more useful if you know what your energy type is and you know what to listen out for. So that was one that for me was just really impactful kind of mind-blowing. I still often refer back to my soul map, which was an offering that Jazz had. I don't believe she does them anymore. I think she has now moved on to other offerings, but um, I still reference my conversations with her and her work very often. So that would be one of my favorites from the year. Although I feel like I, I shouldn't say favorite because it's like picking your favorite child, but that was an episode that was really impactful for me this year. And one of the other episodes that I felt was just really impactful in a conversation that I was honored to have was our conversation about colorism with Dr. Sarah L. Webb. She is just phenomenal. Her work is also incredible. And I really enjoyed talking to her and getting to know her. And colorism is one of those things that we have to continue talking about it and dismantling it and addressing it. So even though, yes, we had that episode dedicated to it, like my work in supporting the dismantling of colorism doesn't end with one podcast episode. It continues on in other podcast episodes. It continues on in social media. It continues on with how I walk around and carry myself in the world, especially as someone who is a lighter skinned black woman with a lot of privilege around that. My work there is never ending. And I am very mindful of that and was just so honored to have that conversation with her and to get to bring that to the podcast, because that is something that is so important in our community to continue talking about, to continue addressing and to continue dismantling. And she had so many gems. And another episode that I think was just full of <laughs> so many gems um, was You're Worthy, Honoring Your Spiritual Evolution with Pastor Bay Levon Proverbs. I just adore her as a human. Um, just I'm so happy to have connected with her this year. And in that episode, I mean, she just shared so much light and so much wisdom. And it was, it was an episode where I felt like I was incredibly seen through the words that she shared my relationship with faith and my relationship with spirituality and how that's changed over time and making room for honoring both the the religious practices that I grew up in and still having room for curiosity and owning myself and owning my power and allowing both of those things to be okay and actually learning that that can also be holy from her was just one of those that really resonated with me. And I felt like, yes, I was the host having the conversation, but I very much created that episode because that's what I would want to hear. And um, so, yeah, I would say those were some of my biggest like takeaways from this year on the podcast, but there's so many more. I mean, I truly enjoyed all of the conversations and was so honored to feature every woman on the show. We're going to have more incredible guests in 2021. And I really want to figure out a way to feature more people. I mean, the show right now is on an every other week cadence because 
that is just something that is better for my sense of balance. I realized I couldn't have a podcast about balance and wellness and throw my whole sense of balance and wellness out the window for the sake of creating it, which back when I was doing weekly shows, that was kind of what was happening. I realized I really had to walk the walk a little bit more and producing a show every other week really gives me the time and the space to do that. But I would love to figure something something else out because there's so many incredible people to feature and doing shows every other week. That's like only 26 episodes a year. And that might sound like a lot, but it goes by really quick because there's way more than 26 amazing black women doing amazing things. There's like millions of (laughs) black women doing incredible things that I would love to feature. And so it, it always is hard when I have to kind of make that call of what to highlight and when. And so I would love to get creative and figure out ways that we can kind of highlight more or expand there. But I also do have to remember that I am one person that I also give myself grace as I'm producing all of this and that I never want to sacrifice quality. So, you know, that's something that's top of mind for me. But yeah, if I could figure out a way to to get more more folks featured, that would be incredible. So I want to thank you so, so much for joining me in this episode. This is a little bit different because we had our reflection. So there were some pauses and I was going a little bit slower to give you some time to reflect on the questions that we reviewed together. I hope you liked this format. It was something a little bit different, but I thought it would be appropriate to slow it down a little bit as we close out this year that has been intense for all of us. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you leave a rating and a review. Don't forget to join us in our membership community guided, which is community.balanceblackgirl.com for more exclusive self-care content. We would love to have you there. And I'm wishing you a safe, healthy, blessed holiday, and I will see you in 2021. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. I hope this conversation helped inspire you on your own personal self-care and well-being journey. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and head to balanceblackworld.com for show notes and more information. If you'd like more support finding your balance, join our private membership community for self-care tools, exclusive content, and more. Visit balanceblackgirl.com slash community for more information. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to share it with a friend. Thanks so much for tuning in.